Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast is fueled by Cody Rhodes. And recorded in the Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Studio. Hey everybody, welcome to the Title IX Podcast on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. The entire Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network is fueled by Cody Road, and all of our podcasts are made possible thanks to our friends at the Wild Rose Casino and Resort. I'm Steph Copley, joined by my co-host, Elisa Woods. Hi, Elisa. Hi, how are I'm you? Big, I'm good, how are you? Good. I'm a big fan of your hat. Thank you. It's a, the Bruins. The Bruins hat, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it's is. Nice. It's Thanks. nice. You always have good hats. Thank you. I got yes. this one when I was in LA. Last no big deal. Fall. No big deal. NBD. NBD. Uh, as always, we are presented by our friends at the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State. And I'm assuming we have some professionals out there who are listeners to the podcast. I'm guessing it's not just all college students, but I don't know. In case you are a professional and you happen to be in data analytics or want to see how data could help your organization, the Ivy College of Business is hosting the 2023 Business Analytics Symposium on March 29th here in Des Moines. It's the premier analytics event that brings together professionals and decision makers from companies like insurance, financial services, marketing, and manufacturing. So check that out. If you are one of those analytics nerds who might benefit from that, I am not one of them, but I know you're out there. So check it out from our friends at the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State. Elisa, a lot has happened since we last recorded. The uh, Chiefs won the Super Bowl. They did. We have, again, we started shooting down UFOs all over the world. Yep. You went to Austin. I did. I saw the musical Six. Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, the Cyclone women turned everything around. Yeah. So just a nice little roundup of the last couple of weeks right there. Also, I heard that the Daytona 500 was kind of a dud. Uh, yeah, kind of was a dud. Okay. That's yeah. a bummer. Yeah. Kinda, I mean, the Super Bowl was kind of a dud unless you were super psyched for it, for most people. It no, was you thought dud. that game was a dud. Well, the ending was a dud. The game itself wasn't a dud though. The, the game ending. was back and forth. All but the game. ending was a dud. Because of the call, you mean? Yeah. 
I mean, I don't think you would say the Daytona 500 was a dud. It was just the ending that was a dud. No, the race was kind of a dud. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, the People ending was exciting because of the... in. Well, I'm talking about the Daytona 500. The ending yeah. was exciting because there's always a giant crash at the end. So yeah. the overtime rules came into play and yeah. that was insane. But, but then I still, nobody knew that it was over. I did because I know the rules, of girl. Of course you did. Okay. Well, the commentator, who I guess knows less than you, didn't even know that it was over. <laughs> I think they were just waiting for the final, like, thumbs up from, yeah. from NASCAR. Yeah. So, but I, I suppose they're, that's similar in a way. Cause the I'm just hating on like, you. What the heck I, is going I on? I saw your little chocolate donuts. My little spare tires. I know that you love a themed party. I love a themed party more than about anything in the world. It was pretty cute. So we had a Daytona 500 party yesterday and a Super Bowl party last Sunday. So I'm kind of all themed out for a little while. What was the best thing that you made for either one or had for either one of those parties? The brownie cake that I made yesterday for the Daytona 500 some of the best brownies I've ever made. Nice. Yes. And I know you're a master brownie maker and you would have been proud of these guys. I would have been yeah. so proud. What did you make for the Super Bowl? Anything fun? Oh, we ended up, what did we do? I think we just ordered pizza. That's always a safe option. Yeah. You can enjoy we, the game itself. We kind of just chilled for it. We had gone all out for like the Academy Awards, yes. the Oscars and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I think we just ordered pizza now that I think about it. <laughs> well, I will go on the record saying that I think the right call was made. Okay. I'm very happy about the outcome. Yeah. My kids are happy about the outcome. We're a house full of Chiefs fans, and it was, yeah, about as good as you could get here. Good. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's get to what everyone wants to hear about, which is the Iowa State women's basketball team who has suddenly turned everything around over the course of the last week. Yeah. So credit so, to our Cyclone women, man. We were kind of on the edge of, is this going to be the fallout of the season? Is Are, are we completely off the rails here? And suddenly they showed us some guts and grit, and we'd been really missing that, and now we're right back on track. I want to get your take on this. Do yes. you feel like we are back on track, or do you feel like this is a streaky team? Uh, yeah, I think we're a streaky team, but I think in terms of the off the track, on the track, we're back on the track for right now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. I think, but I do, the one thing that made me, uh, more optimistic than I have been probably all season was that they had some swagger, okay. which, uh, they, I felt like had been lost for quite a while, even in games that they won, even in big games that they won. Yeah. So Monday night they go up against Texas at home and they break this three-game losing streak. And it was a convincing win. Hilton was wired and wound up. Bill finally gets his 750th career win. Um, Ashley Jones broke the Big 12 start record. It just felt different. It just suddenly, and I don't know if it was because of the pomp and circumstance of Bill getting his 750th win afterwards, but it just kind of felt like everything meshed for the first time in quite a while. Okay. Um, and then I just thought Nye and Danae brought that emotion that we'd been calling for. Danae had a huge three-pointer with 30 seconds left in the game to stretch the lead to five points. It just felt different. And then you head down to Waco, which has historically been a horrible place for Iowa State. We went in this double overtime thriller. Ashley had a really rough first half. She had two points in the first half. She had six points at the end of the third quarter, and somehow she ends up with 27 points. 
She had 13 in overtime, eight points in the fourth quarter. Danae hits another three key pointer, um, key three pointer in the end of regulation. I don't know. It just kind of felt like I said, things meshed for the first time in a while. And I know that's not necessarily an objective analysis, but it, we've been watching this team long enough and over the last several years to know when things feel right and things don't. And I think everybody who's been paying attention knows that it didn't feel right for quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. So I, and I do like that you pointed out that like Nye and Danae both had really good games because I feel like we've been saying those are the two that have that fire in them Yes. along, you know, I mean, a lot of the girls have that fire in them. It's just that those two show it. Yeah. Yeah. That we had seen those two kind of showing a little bit of leadership a little bit. And I think like Danae is one of those players that I'm very excited for her future. Oh, and I'm, I'm just like, I'm getting goosebumps about it. Like, I'm just so excited to see where she goes from here because she's going to have this amazing experience with this team that could do some incredible things. And she is going to, I mean, like, think about her, her senior year. I know. That's I know. Cool. I know. I think, I think you're exactly right. The position that she's in now as a young player watching these amazing guards with their leadership, she, yeah, this is a huge learning process for her in the very best way. Excuse me. <laughs> you okay <laughs> there, sister? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that that's one of the things also that like <laughs> Bill does really well is that he, he brought in a lot of these really young guards, but then yes. didn't just stop. Didn't say, okay, well I'll wait for four more years and then right. get some new ones. Like he just kind of continued to recruit. I would like to see the bench even deeper than it is. I think that that's one of the things that if we're talking about recruiting that I would say, Hey, let's get like maybe two more on the bench that can be playing, you know, like I would just like to see, it seems like if we have a, if we have an injury, it seems just catastrophic to the team. And I think that, um, I think that that could be remedied, a little bit um, if we could get some depth because right now the bench players it's you know you have this rotation of of posts you have Morgan coming in you have Nye coming in depending on who's starting any given night um, you have Izzy coming in and what we don't have is a lot of guard scoring off of the bench um, Maggie is a key player she's just not putting up a lot of points right now right so you're right if if someone goes down we're in big trouble or if someone has an off night it gets a little sketchy so yeah. I think that's exactly right yeah. some fun facts about the 750th win from uh, coach friendly when he got the win against Texas on last Monday night so he's the 27th NCAA women's basketball head coach to reach the milestone and he's one of nine active coaches, and he is the 13th in D1 history to do so. Nice. So more accolades for Bill Fennelly. And I think he was named Big 12 Coach of the Week this week to, you know, top it off. I love it. Cherry yes. on top. Also, against um, with the win against Baylor, we had seven three-pointers in that game. No, in, that, in the second half. And that pushed Iowa State to 200 three-pointers on the season. Um, and that milestone, the 203 pointers in a season is a milestone that Iowa state has hit for 21 consecutive seasons. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So us being a three point shooting team is 
that's yeah, not just a valid. stereotype. Exactly. It's valid. Yeah, it is valid. And this like year's that. been a little bit of a struggle, but mm-hmm. you know, I if we can get that back a little bit, I think that changes things significantly. So definitely. Point is, ladies. You heard us. We see you. <laughs> and we were actually in Texas. Um, oh, we yeah. We saw the exit for Waco as we were going. We were in Austin for the weekend. And um, I got a text from Jamie, um, Jody Steyer's daughter, Jamie, who does the color. And she's like, I just landed in the state you're in. <laughs> so um, did you flip off the Waco sign? I didn't, but I, <laughs> I did. There were many horns down given um many need, horns down given we've talked about it on this podcast before but we just need to adopt horns down as the it's not just against texas it's against yeah. every annoying affiliate of the big right, 12 right, at this right. point right but we i mean we were in austin and yes, there were right. ut games going yes. on so um that's why there were a lot of horns down the the waco was just kind of like meh, meh. it was a couple hours away from us too but Baylor is still the worst. We did watch the game on Arnold's phone in a um, Texas barbecue joint while we're eating brisket and ribs. So I don't know if you guys saw Elisa's Instagram post of the food that she ate, but it made my mouth water. We had some insane food. We had like the first night, not to get us off, off track or it's anything. Okay. That's what we do. But <laughs> the first night we went to this place called Wu Chow, W U and then Chow, mm-hmm. Wu Chow, the best meal I've ever had in my life. That's in my life. What, what kind of food was it? It was Asian, not even Asian fusion. It was just like straight up Chinese food. And it was like elevated and the beef was really fresh. Like I was like, we got some good beef here, but the beef was incredibly fresh. Um, the flavors were just really good. We had soup dumplings. We had, what else did we have? We had, um, honey pecan gulf shrimp Mm. so good like so good and then they brought me um ice cream for my birthday oh that's very i know and it was lemon lavender which is like one of my favorite flavors i was like what how did you know Uh, that's amazing no i've always heard the food scene in austin is fantastic it's good yeah yeah. very good nothing to complain about Maybe that'll give me a reason to go someday. Yeah, we should go to a. We should go to Iowa State versus Texas sometime. Are are they playing tech? Are the men playing Texas on like tomorrow? On tomorrow, on Tuesday, yes, and it's on the Longhorn Network, so no one gets it except no one. That's annoying. So maybe we could drive down there and watch it. Yeah, I mean, we said we should have we should have extended our stay a little bit. I don't know. I think it could be a rough game. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. But just to cap things off, um, the women are now ranked number 20. They go on the road on Wednesday against Oklahoma State, and that's on ESPN Plus at 6.30. Some other college women's basketball news. Last Saturday, sorry, last Sunday, featured a matchup between South Carolina and LSU. South Carolina completely dominated the Fighting Kim Mulkies, 88-64. South Carolina, I think, is, to me, kind of the clear favorite to win the national title at this point. And that's no, that's kind of everybody's take, I assume. But the cool part about that game, despite, well, (laughs) in addition to being a stomping of the Fighting Kim M's, 
uh, it was viewed significantly. It was 1.6 million viewers at its peak and averaged 1.5 million viewers. That's the most viewed regular season women's matchup on any network since 2010. And that also means that South Carolina now has four of the five most viewed games this season. So they are must watch television, which I we do, already knew, but it's cool to see those numbers. I do want to say that South Carolina head coach Don Staley is going to have a statue constructed in her honor. She is? Yeah. I haven't seen that. So um, the city of Columbia is planning a statue honoring the two-time national champion coach, Don Staley. That's amazing. Per the gist. Good for her. I know. Good for her. I think it's amazing. I'm excited. I prefer Don Staley's uh, Philadelphia Eagles sweatshirt over Kim Mulkey's butterfly (laughs) sequin jacket all day, every day. All day. I mean, if I was going to wear something... I probably would wear the sequin jacket, but you know I feel like you would too. Probably true, but we're <laughs> especially not the Eagles. <laughs> we're not. A, yes, that's true. We're not obnoxious human beings, so we'd be able to pull off the sequins. It's but true. We would it's look, like it's yeah. too much obnoxious when your personality is obnoxious. When you're when you have a likable <laughs> personality, the sequins just like elevate you. Are you saying that I I couldn't wear? No, 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 no. You oh, okay. could. You okay, could. Okay, Don't worry. Okay. I didn't just sideways call you obnoxious. I am That's... a little obnoxious. I'll take. Well, yeah, but that that makes you lovable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Um, college game day is going to Iowa City to watch the Hawkeyes. So next Sunday. So I guess this technically upcoming Sunday. Iowa takes on Indiana at 1 p.m. College game day will air from Carver Hawkeye Arena from 10 to 11 a.m. So that's a good, really cool get for the Hawkeyes and Caitlin Clark. Their schedule right now is tough. So Tuesday night, they have a matchup with Maryland. So that's a top 10 matchup. Then Sunday when they play Indiana, that's another top 10 matchup. There's three teams in the Big Ten that are in the top 10. And then you have, uh, let me think two additional teams in the top 15 from the big 10. So I feel like the top, I feel like the big 10 for women is what it's is the big 12 for the men. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be a uh, interesting stretch. It's, it's really high level women's basketball. I know Lisa, I know you don't want to watch the Hawkeyes, <laughs> but if you're in the mood to watch a high level women's basketball game, you have a couple coming up in Iowa city. And then from front office sports, Elise, I don't know if you saw this, but Sabrina Ionescu's rookie card has sold for more than $10,000, making it the most expensive WNBA card ever. Wow. I have some most expensive WNBA news as well. Hit me with it. Okay. The Seattle Storm are the highest valued women's sports franchise in the U.S. history. Really? $151 million after their minority share sale. Interesting. Yeah. Really interesting. And the storm's also planning on building a 50 grand square foot practice facility worth 64 milli. Wait, so so 50,000 square foot? 50,000 square foot foot. practice facility. Okay, I'm tracking now. 
Well, there were there's I'm I'm trying to read this and I'm not my reading <laughs> comprehension is very low. It's a Monday night. We're tired. Low, and I'm still on vacation. I still have vacation brain. Can I tell you what I did today? I would love to hear what you did. Today. I was like, I should work, but what I'm really going to do is drive around and get all my free um for your birthday, birthday stuff. Yes. I got a free dozen donuts from Krispy Kreme. And then I drove around handing them out to people. <laughs> <laughs> hey, why didn't I get one? Bowie, um, I, I had to make a couple stops. So I brought some to my in-laws, um, another friend that works at the mall. And then did I get did some shopping. And then Starbies? I got my free stuff. Um, I got my Starbies in Austin. Austin. Okay. But I got my caribou today. Oh, good. Yep. I like how you spread this out. This was yep. smart. I got my free Ulta stuff. I got my free Sephora stuff. I just... I made a day of it. I know a lot of people who love their birthdays, but you are the person who takes the most advantage of the free birthday stuff. I do. I do. And I it's like smart. to take Why advantage you? of the free birthday stuff. Well, you should. It's your <laughs> damn birthday. It's like gifts to myself. I also bought myself a pair of jeans, which was oh. maybe not a gift. Is that <laughs> <laughs> I tried out. <laughs> Trying on jeans was not exactly my idea of a birthday celebration, but trying on jeans and swimsuits is one of the most horrible experiences because it's you could buy. OK, my favorite part of that experience is you could know a brand that you love. You could know the style that you love. You could know the size that makes you feel comfortable and you could buy it in a different color and it can fit entirely different. Yeah. And there's yeah. nothing more maddening. So I picked out like I had like 12 pairs from this store and I put them all on and they all looked horrible. And what, I'm what like, what style were they? Um, there's no, all like, different baggy- styles, okay. all different styles. So I'm like sweating yeah very frustrated so i called the lady in i'm like can you help me and she was like here's the thing the pants that you picked out i think are all like two sizes too big let's let's try like smaller sizes so i just like i haven't bought jeans since right. malcolm was born and i was just right. like well let me guess on a size right yep i was Good just for her for grabbing being there and like too big of clothes so then you found some that yeah okay. so then i found a pair i was okay. like okay let me take this pair and just leave because <laughs> so sweating because i was already sweating i was sweating and there was like a couple where the husband was like sitting in the um like little waiting area yeah. and the wife was trying on stuff and i was just like they just hear me in here like grunting and uh, like, uh, like, Oh. panting and heavy breathing <laughs> and then like, an occasional oh like gosh. oh my god yeah <laughs> why me why? <laughs> yeah i mean really i was crying because who who wants to wear jeans when you've been wearing leggings for it three years hard yeah. it's gonna be tough but yeah. i thought that it was about time well, I commend you for surviving that experience. It's not Thank an easy you. one. Thank yes. you. Yes. Um, what are you even talking about? I don't know. Uh, I honestly have no idea. I, oh, somehow we thing. were talking about the the franchise costs and then oh, yeah. somehow I just have me on the brain. I'm I've taken this entire podcast to just reroute the conversation to myself. That tracks. <laughs> That, that tracks. You're being your own therapist right now. 
it's pretty pretty typical <laughs> um really quick before we take a break um can we just talk briefly about the men because yeah. um i know how much you love it when people tell you how to feel about sports so i'm gonna do that <laughs> okay i just think with this team in particular similar to last year we just all kind of need to take a breath because yeah. here's why I think Bloom said it best. If you were to take this team in a seven game series against anybody, there's no chance I'd bet on the Cyclones. Yeah. But if you put them in a one game situation against anybody, I'd take the Cyclones like nine out of 10 times against separate teams, obviously, yeah. um, because they the defense they play is just it's bonkers. It's nut. Yeah. It's nuts. It's gritty. It's tough. And but teams figure it out the second or third time around. Mm-hmm. And we're in that stretch where it's the second time around for everybody. The Big 12 tournament's going to be the third time around for someone. Yeah. And they figured it out. And they figured out who can score, who can't, and who amongst our scores score better in different areas. Like, they've scouted us out. Yeah. And that's just the nature of having a team that isn't naturally the best team on the floor. And I think everyone just needs to take a breath. Keep that in mind. And understand that they have a chance in the NCAA tournament to see these teams for the first time and really make a run. Yeah. I think that expectations were a little all over the board. And I think had we not performed so well last year, the expectations would not have been so high this year. I don't think that we're underperforming when it comes to expectations, but I think that we're underperforming when it comes to blowing leads would all like to have yeah of course <laughs> yeah yeah and then, I, I mean think, like if i'm thinking about all the players like calcher kind of settled into about what we expected him mm-hmm. to be um grill has had a tough go but yeah. i would say in general um he's overperformed um yes. I would say Koontz may be overperformed. Jones may be slightly under, but overperformed with the energy, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think King has been about what we expected him to be, which I expected him to be pretty solid. I just think that like there were expectations that, I think the expectations of each individual player don't necessarily line up with our, our expectations for the entire team. Yeah. And it's like, come on guys. Like yeah. well, you gotta, you gotta call this team what it is, which is like gritty and all yes. of those, buzzwords. which means they are frustrating and annoying as hell sometimes. And they're going to lose games. They shouldn't. That's just the nature of this particular makeup of a team. It's frustrating. They- I am. Yeah. It's so but frustrating. I'm not denying to be, like, that. like one of my favorite teams ever. Maybe. Yes. I told that is the weirdest part about it. I totally yeah. agree, Elisa. Yeah. I, I just love the way they play, which I think that is I'm weird. just so invested with this team in ways that I was not invested um, with teams like with Steve Prohm. Yes. I just wasn't as invested with many of those players towards the end of his his coaching because you can see that these guys believe in tj tj believes in them and that's super easy as a fan to jump on and and ride along with them yeah Yeah. definitely so take a damn breath okay (laughs) we're doing fine everything's fine as the as it's on fire behind us (laughs) that's right
Before we take a break, we want to give a shout out to our friend Hope Wood. Hopewoodjd.com is where you can go to start your will in a day process. You can use the code FANATIC for $50 off. It's a very important thing to do. You never know when you're going to need it. So check her out at hopewoodjd.com. We are brought to you by Authentic Brand. Authentic Brand is more than just your source for official cyclone gear. With an amazing team of designers, Authentic Brand can custom manufacture polo shirts, jackets, caps, bags, and beyond for your team or small business. Check them out online at authentic-brand.com. Look authentic, feel authentic, be authentic. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, Not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my Taste Buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. Okay, so we mentioned the Super Bowl already, but I forgot to mention, are you looking at your teeth in the camera? Yeah. What'd you just do? Did you chip your teeth? No, they just don't <laughs> look... They look a little... Like, one looks bigger. This this one looks bigger. Oh, you got a nice set of chompers over there. <laughs> anyway, Super Bowl, I forgot to mention one thing. Um... There was an I well, we have a few a few Iowa State alums working the Super Bowl. One is my friend Brad G. Shout out Brad. Congratulations. We're super super happy for you. Shout out to Brad's intern Kelsey. She is incredibly kind, smart, hard worker. And we found out uh, um so the Iowa State alumni uh Twitter slid into our DMs, Elisa. Did you see this? No, tell me more. So Iowa State alum Jacqueline Carroll is an events manager for the Kansas City Chiefs as well. So she gets to do things like um, hospitality events throughout. She got to do those throughout the week. So we've got PR, we've got hospitality, and I'm sure we have a few more that we're forgetting. But shout out to all the Iowa State alums who got to work the Super Bowl and who are now Super Bowl champions. I love that. Do they do they get rings, right? Do the um, interns get rings? I don't know. They should. Kelsey, I hope you get a ring. I know. Um, did you watch any of the parade? Um, I did watch um, Mahomes give the trophy to someone. 
and just walk away. I love watching these players who are always so put together just act like drunken idiots. <laughs> like there's just something so wholesome about it. Like, like with Mahomes specifically, he's this, you know, like well-mannered, you know, put together guy who's always kind of soft spoken and he just goes out there and he's dancing around with his MVP, tr MVP trophy, giving his trophies away. <laughs> so good. He reminded me some of somebody in his outfit and I'm trying to remember who it was. It was, oh my gosh, my mind has just gone totally blank. This was the homestead. Yeah, it was a movie where the kid had like red hair and he got like stuck in the bathroom or something and he was wearing ski goggles. <laughs> and this is a well known, somebody's screaming it right now. This is a well known movie. I don't know the movie, but I do know that Travis Kelsey's outfit was 10 out of 10. What it was, I didn't see him. It was all was white wearing. and he had on a vintage, well, I don't know if it's truly vintage, but it looked like a, tr a vintage Chiefs starter jacket. Okay. And it was, oh, it just was badass. And I want it very badly. Oh, that's funny. Yes. All right. Can we move on? Are you looking for that movie? Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll just shout it out when I find it. <laughs> okay. All right, that's I promise that's the last time I mentioned the Chiefs in this okay. podcast. Go Chiefs. How about those <laughs> Chiefs? Okay, U.S. Women's National Team. We told you a couple of weeks ago in our last episode that they were going to start the She Believes Cup, and they've done so. And actually, they're playing incredibly well in their opening match of the She Believes Cup. They beat Canada, the reigning Olympic gold medalist, 2-0. to zero. And Canada wore purple shirts. I don't know if you saw this, Elisa. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the freight, I think they said enough is enough or something to that effect yep. as their warmups, um, because they're protesting against their equivalent of us soccer for not getting paid. So to give you a little background, um, Canadian soccer players lost some training days before the She Believes Cup because they attempted to go on strike against Canada soccer over a lot of issues, but, um, at the forefront is pay and equity between them and the men's national team. I don't know if this sounds familiar. It parallels the U.S. women's national team struggle just slightly. Uh, but the Federation, the Canadian Federation, hasn't paid them in 2022. They played 17 games in 2022, and including that includes an entire qualifying tournament for the Women's World Cup. They've not been paid for it. So after Canada soccer, so the women say they're going to go on strike. Canada soccer says, we're going to sue you. And suddenly these women say, well, shit, like we have to play the sh we have to play the, the tournament because we can't afford to get sued by our employer, essentially. Right. So they play. Um, they meet the U.S. Women's National Team midfield before the match. And they all um, huddled together in a circle in a moment of solidarity. U.S. Women's National Team knows what this fight is like. They know how mentally draining it is, how physically draining it is. And they, you know, obviously they are competitors on the field, but it's very clear that the U.S. Women's National Team supports uh, the, this Canadian women's team entirely off the field. So that was just kind of a an interesting side story. But I, the, I almost said Iowa State. The U.S. Women's National Team goes on to win 
2-0, Mallory Swanson had both goals in that game. Then the, they turn around and beat Japan on Sunday, 1-0, and Mallory Swanson has the only goal in that game, which means she now has six goals in the last four games for the U.S. Women's National Team. So That's Mallory Swanson crazy. is on fire. I know. The cool part about the game against Japan was that there was a lot of different formations, um, different players coming in and out, and I think that was kind of uh, Coach Vlad's way of trying to answer some roster questions as we get closer and closer to the U.S., uh, sorry, to the World Cup this summer. So the U.S. Women's National Team plays Brazil on Wednesday to close out the She Believes Cup. So if you haven't had a check uh, time to check out the team, that's it until, uh, yeah, we're going to continue to inch closer and closer until the World until the World Cup. So check them out while you can. Exciting. Um, can I tell you that I found that movie yes what is it it's can't hardly wait and it's seth green (laughs) with the with the goggles (laughs) it's like the oversized clothes and he just looked like a like crazy person in this movie and i okay i see the resemblance like with the jacket oh my gosh that's the hair on top of his goggles yeah Anyway, I didn't expect a Seth Green and Patrick Mahomes comparison. I know, podcast, but here we are. I know, here we That's are. That's great. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about the NBA All Star Weekend? Yeah, for sure. So, um, I love NBA All Star Weekend. I get it that nobody plays defense. Whatever. I think That's it's not fun. the point, though. <laughs> I know it's like a showcase, right? Like, can we all just be excited about a showcase of craziness? Um, so the like skills challenge and the three point shooting contest and everything were first. Um, Halliburton, Tyrese Halliburton was in the three point shooting contest and he ended up finishing third, which is amazing. Um, mm-hmm. behind Buddy, Buddy Healed and oh, Dame Lillard. Yeah. So that was amazing. That was awesome. He played really well. I think that I saw somewhere that he like matched the record, um, right? The points record. Yeah. He, yeah. He met, he matched Steph Curry's record. Um, in the first round. So I thought talk about some good company. I know. know, Right. Tyrese Halliburton and Steph Curry. Heck yeah. And then the dunk contest. Did you watch any of this? Um, I've seen, I did not watch it live. I was actually, that's, I was out with friends on Saturday, but I've seen a ton of highlights from it. So, so today I was listening to the radio and it was, um, you know how Dan Patrick has that like above the noise yes. little thing. So it was his above the noise that was clearly taken like before all of this. Oh, right. And so I don't know if it was supposed to air today or not, but it was like him being like the dunk contest is old and stale and nobody watches it. And you know, the person who might win is this like Matt Mac McClung guy. And like, that's lame, blah, blah, blah. And it's not going to be fun. And it's never going to be fun. I mean, he says it in a nicer way, but it's like, it hasn't been fun in a long time. And it's all these no name guys. And it Mm -hmm. turns out that because it is a no name guy, it was like crazy. And so Mac McClung is a two-way player. He mostly plays on the Delaware blue coats in the G league. Just- um, yeah. He plays in the G league. <laughs> He so, just got called up, right? He like just this got week? called up. Yeah. So he, he's in, on this two-way contract and he just, he has all these like 
YouTube videos mm-hmm. and like, you know, TikToks and stuff of him dunking. And so they put him in the contest and guess what? <laughs> He's insane. The dude can fly like DK Metcalf fly. Like the dude, he like jumps over two people to dunk it. There was a video where he um, dunked over a guy put it between his legs and like windmill dunked it which is exactly what i feel like i'm doing when i play (laughs) dunking on my like kids nerf hoop right nobody really did it his last dunk was like a a five something like he turned around like one and a half times in the air and dunked it and the the so we've watched a lot of dunk contests a lot of them um and a lot of the time these guys miss mm-hmm. like over yeah. and over and over yeah. and over again and then finally get one there were not a lot of misses for anybody and mac didn't miss any of his dunks he made all of his dunks there were very few misses to be perfectly honest and so i it was an impressive impressive showing but I don't know. It was people were like, I can't believe they let Mac win on Black History Month. And all. <laughs> like, I think my husband tweeted that, I think. OK, um, I have two the two funniest things I read. So my, I have a friend, Joe, who does kind of a roundup every week of sports, um, mm-hmm. does a little newsletter. So he write he wrote in his newsletter, Mac McClung, just to refresh your memory. He got famous in high school thanks to highlight videos of him. Duncan yeah. went to Georgetown, transferred to Texas Tech, was drafted in 2021, has played in the G League, has scored all of three NBA baskets total, entered the dunk contest and just got called up to play for the 76ers this week. Like what a journey. Right. And then the other thing this made me cackle was Mac McClung holding the the trophy for the the dunk contest. And someone said, this looks like the poster for a Disney original movie. (laughs) Like Luck of the Irish or something. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're coming out with this like white men can't jump um, remake, and I yeah. feel like maybe he should maybe be in it. Yes, I think he should. I don't know, but and it's like he's not just this like pasty white short. Like, how tall is he? He's probably like six two. He's six two. I was just gonna say he's probably like six two. He's six two. Um, but he also has like like a comb over oh yeah like his head his hair looks like he's a ken doll yes he's just like all american like disney channel original movie yeah like 1950s you know and i was just like this is insane but like there wasn't a doubt there was no doubt about it even from the very start i think that he had all 50s maybe 149 but even from the start, it was like, unless he he can't complete a dunk, he's probably going to yeah. win this, yeah. which was insane. But anyway, um, hilarious. There were some there were some really good dunks, but I think that like he just planned it well. He planned yeah. his, his best dunk for the end, knowing that he would have great dunks the whole way. He planned dunks that nobody had seen before. I think that he set the bar and now I'm excited to see the dunk contest next year. But then the, well, the celebrity um, game was 
quite something. We watched a little bit of it. Poor Janelle Monet. God love her. I've never watched it. Um, oh, I I think the celebrity game is hilarious. I'm sure I would find it entertaining. It's hilarious. Yeah. Um that um Giannis was one of the coaches and I like afterwards they're like tell us about your outfit he's like I got this coat for free I got this turtleneck for free mm. I got these paint I got these shoes from Nike for free he's like I got this um the coach gave me this clipboard for free, for free? <laughs> he's like my watch and my bracelet are fake <laughs> That's fantastic. It was hilarious. But um, so that was fun and interesting and something to pass the time. But then um, Halliburton, Tyrese Halliburton actually played in the All-Star game. And if you can remember, he was called an All-Star wannabe. Yes. Oh, I remember so, that. Should we follow up on that or yeah, that just going, let it fly? Anyway, so he played for 14 minutes, hit 18 points, went seven of nine shooting, four of six from three point range. I mean, these these numbers are like unguarded. Yeah. Yeah, But so is everybody else's, you know. Right. Right. It's true. It's true. He was the fourth reserve chosen. So they picked the reserves first. So no one would feel bad about being the last pick. But there's still a last pick. It was like, who came up with that idea? That was dumb. And these are grown men. Like they're professional (laughs) athletes. Right. And they're all stars. They're not like getting picked on the playground. Um, But. Anyway, his t- he was on Team LeBron James. He was the fourth reserved pick. So he would have been like the ninth pick yeah. um, on the team. So like the 18th pick overall. Um, but yeah, Team LeBron lost to Team Giannis 184 to 175, which is hilarious. That's such a like a high scoring game. Yeah. Oh, I saw says- Candace. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, it's good. He um he played for five minutes and 36 seconds in the first three quarters and and um, had seven points. But then most of his his minutes came um, with all of his minutes coming in the second quarter. So it sounds like most of his points or half of his points came in that last quarter when they're fighting for that Elam ending when there's the only defense played at all. So. Good for you, Tyrese. We're proud of you. I know. We are proud of you. You're a big deal to us. That's true. One of our most decorated cyclones in the NBA, and he's like 22 years old. It's so. true. He is Jeez. 22 years old. It's hard to even fathom, actually. I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw Candace Parker was a game analyst. So she's yeah. the first woman to have the color commentator role for the NBA All-Star game. Yeah. Isn't it wild that she's still playing, too? Yeah, she's one of those. I, there's a handful of them. We talk about them a lot. The the women that are, are just are invincible and are going to play forever. Right. Apparently, she's one of them. But also, like, seems to have all the time in the world. <laughs> she's one of those you know superhumans I mean? with superpowers. Like, people say, like, you have the same amount of time in your day as Beyonce. Beyonce. You have the same amount of time in your day as Candace, Candace Parker. Parker. And she's just like, she has swagger and she's a beautiful woman. And I just adore her. I know. We like yeah. her. Um, the last thing I wanted to mention was this, 
It's um, this is the intersection of two of my loves. That's not true. I was going to say law and sports. I don't love the law at all, actually. That, so the intersection of something I love and what I do for a living. How about that? Um, OK, so there's this case. It's Johnson v. NCAA. And it's at the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Third Circuit. So what's going on is they hear oral argument. It's when the judges let the attorneys argue that helps them decide the case. And essentially what's going on is a former Villanova football player, Trey Johnson, and a few other athletes are arguing that D1 college athletes should be and can be employees, considered employees, under the Fair Labor Standards Act and therefore are entitled to minimum wage payment. So the stage of the case right now is that the NCAA wants the case dismissed, meaning they don't argue it on the merits. They're arguing that these athletes don't meet the grounds to be considered employees under the Fair Labor Standards Act. So therefore, they don't have a claim. The case should be dismissed. The the judge at the district court level, which is the lowest court level, said, no, we're not going to dismiss this case. I think they might have a claim at this point. So let's go forward and go through the full trial process. So the NCAA appealed and it went to the Third Circuit where the NCAA is saying, hey, that judge was wrong. We still think this case should be dismissed. And that's what's being decided right now. It's not the merits of the case, meaning they're not actually deciding whether college athletes are employees. They're just deciding whether the case can go forward. And essentially, the question is, can they be employees under the Fair Labor Standard Act? So that's where they are now. But in the course of these oral arguments last week, we kind of got a glimpse of what some judges, at least in the Third Circuit, and there are several different circuits across the United States, but we got a glimpse of what the judges in the Third Circuit think of the NCAA's argument that student-athletes aren't employees, and essentially, they think the NCAA argument is crap, basically, from what based solely on the questions they asked. Now, who knows what their decision is ultimately going to be, but you can kind of get a glimmer of what their thought process is based on the questions they ask. They ask questions. Um, I'll go through some of the questions about the time commitment required to participate in D1 athletics, the degree to which coaches control athletes schedules and the courses of study about a coach's ability to rescind an athlete's scholarship. And the one judge on the panel explicitly said he doesn't see how athletes are not employees based on the, the control the schools have over their lives. Now, this matters because a couple of years ago in 2021, there was that NCAA versus Alston case. And that was the case that upended the name image likeness standard and allows us to have name image likeness uh, payments today. And if you remember in that decision, uh, Justice Kavanaugh posted a concurring opinion that basically said, I'm pretty sure that college athletes are employees. And when the right case comes up, that's how we're going to land. And it's yet to be determined if this is that particular right case. But it just kind of shows you that the tide is turning, that there are cases coming up month after month that have this issue. And one of them, I don't know if they, if it's this one, but one of them will go to the Supreme Court. And I think that'll be the moment when college athletics is turned upside down unless something happens in the meantime with the model itself. Okay, interesting. Yeah. 
So that's just something to keep. I know it was a lot of blabbering, but that's no, something to it, keep though. your eye on and kind of keep your eye on some of these, especially if this one happens to continue and not get dismissed. You'll it'll be interesting to see if other athletes hop on and it becomes something like a class action. Mm-hmm. Um, so just keep your eye on this if you're a sports fan and, and it's in particular college uh, sports fan. You have a way of explaining these things that makes it totally like <gasps> understandable. Oh, it's so nice. So I appreciate that. That makes me feel really you. good. Thank you. Do. You do. Like Thank I can you. I can totally follow when you're talking about it. Oh, and I you. don't know if I were to read it if I would be able to. Yeah, and it's not I mean it's truly it's not easy stuff and yeah. the way that I mean you could you could look at this and think, "Oh, well this is what the court's deciding." No, they're not really deciding the merits of anything. It's just procedural at this point, but it matters. So It'll be interesting. It'll be really okay. interesting in the next like five years to see what happens. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I also have a little story. Okay, do it. So um, there's this team in Minnesota, um, this women or girls basketball team um, led by Nunu Agara, who is a 2023 graduate who's going to play um, for Don Staley at Stanford. Um, incredible. Wait, she's going to play for Don Stanley at South Carolina, you mean? Or no, she's going to, not for Don Staley. She's going to play for Tara. Yeah. At, no, I lost it. At Stanford. Yes. Okay. Um, I thought that she was going to go play for Don Staley, but Got I it. just saw, just read that she's going to play for Stanford. So um, she is incredible and her team is incredible and they've won a hundred straight regular season games yeah. against against in-state rivals so 100 straight this this team has has won these games so then comes this team led by maddie greenway chad greenway's daughter oh yeah she's a freshman and she is incredible and she has like incredible moves. Um, and they, Maddie's team comes in and narrowly defeats this team. Yeah. So the hundred game winning streak is no more. It is. Yeah. Yeah. They broke the winning streak. And so um, I'm, I'm curious to see, like, I'm going to watch Nunu for sure. And she'd been on my radar for a while. Yeah. Like I said, I thought she was going to play for Don Staley, but um, maybe oh, instead she only has to go to the number two team in the nation. I know. And get an amazing education. I know. In my, I don't know. In my head, that's who she, where she was going, but <clears throat> I was wrong. So um, I think that, all right, I'm going to keep an eye on her, but yeah. I think that in now it'll be like four years. Yeah. I think that Maddie is somebody to watch for. I wonder if she would go to Iowa. Yeah. I wonder if she would stay in Minnesota um, or if she would go to one of the, you know, one of those women's basketball blue bloods. I like think that Iowa that's state. <laughs> yeah. Like Iowa <laughs> state. I don't know. I don't know if we have a shot at her, but I, wow. I don't see why we can't. But I don't know. I think what a that's stud. A yeah, that's a name to to remember. I know that a lot of people in Iowa know the name Chad Greenway. Yes, so, for sure. Um, remember Maddie. I think that she may be an up and comer. That's really cool. I hadn't yeah. seen that. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. All right. Any other cool stories for the listeners all, before we go? Those are all my cool stories. Okay. Same here. Hmm. Well, I guess we'll end it there. All right. Let's keep the uh, winning streak alive for the Cyclone women and. Let's pick a couple up for the Cyclone men. What do you say? Heck yeah. Let's do it. Go Cyclones. (laughs) Go stay.